Calls for an independent building commissioner. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. Now we're all familiar with the huge number of building issues that are cropping up around the country. In New South Wales, there are now calls for an independent building commission and a commissioner to fix the construction industry. I thought let's have a look at this article and just talk about it a little bit. Let me know your ideas in the comments below. So New South Wales Parliamentary Committee report calls for an independent building commission to fix the construction industry. A parliamentary committee report has called for the establishment of a separate building commission and a dedicated building minister to improve standards across the construction industry in New South Wales. The first report of the Public Account Committee has made 19 recommendations to the New South Wales Government in the wake of major structural problems at Mascot Towers and Opal Towers at Sydney Olympic Park, as well as several other buildings around New South Wales that have issues. We've got the Triangle of Fail there that I'm calling. There's Zetland Towers as another example. There's the Sugar Cube there with all the contamination around it. In Newcastle, there's the tower there as well, the Verve. So guys, it's a continuing problem. Now, I have not gone through their report. It's over 190 pages, and I will do that in a video at a later time. I like to record it as a podcast and read through the whole thing so you can listen to it on a long drive somewhere, <laughs> or if you want to go to sleep, because it probably would. So one of those recommendations is the establishment of a sufficiently resourced building commission which would operate as an independent statutory power alongside a dedicated building minister to oversee the state's construction industry. Parliament is currently debating a bill to create a new registration system for the industry and to make it easiest for owners to pursue damages. But Greens MP David Shoebridge said the government's current piecemeal legislative approach was not enough to address the loss of confidence in the industry. Well, for once, I actually agree with the Greens politician. I need to have a bit of my Steiner coffee when I hit that. Damn. So, every stakeholder said that this industry needs root and branch reform. This industry needs a single building act that is governed by a senior minister, he said. But more, more fundamentally, we can't just rely on the current regulators and the current crop of politicians to make the industry safe. Well, that, that's, I would say a lot of this political posturing and creating departments and all of this type of stuff is in a way, safety theater. They're trying to tell everyone, oh, we'll implement this, we'll do this. So they're doing something. They're being, you know, they're finding a solution. They're gonna, you know, get the problem solved. But I question whether it will actually make a difference. And there's two reasons why, two reasons why, and two videos I'm gonna to refer to where I talk about what I think are some of the fundamental issues in the construction industry. And I don't see, and I may look at some more of the recommendations, but I don't see how more legislation is going to solve it. Now, design and construct. That is a methodology, a procurement methodology, with where the builder essentially takes all responsibility for the design and the construction of the building. 
and often they engage the certifier as well. Now I've done a video where I asked the question, did design and construct fail Opal? This is one, the, one of the common denominators of a lot of these buildings that have issues. And as an architect with experience working in design and construct projects, one example where I was working on a job, I documented up a junction between a hospital building and a little extension out in rural Queensland. Now the way I wanted to join this corridor to the existing building, because it was a prefabricated one brought on site, I wanted to remove a section of the existing roof and then join it up in a triangular form so it flows off the roof and the gutters all met nicely like you would in traditional construction. But no, they wanted to just butt it up to underside the eave and lap it over the gutter. The problem was that water can come up and go underneath the lap, flood in and cause water damage through that portion of the building whenever there was heavy rain to overflow the gutters. What do you think happened when I told the builder I don't want to draw that. I don't agree with it. You need to do it this way. I'll let you guess in the comments what happened there. Yeah, I lost a client with half a million dollars a year worth of revenue. But I mean, that's the fundamental problem. It's to do with the contractual relationships and the fact that the traditional police, the architect and the builder no longer have the authority. And really, you're asking them to make sacrifices that they won't get rewarded for or to, to be you know difficult but have a look at that video guys and let me know what you think i'm going to write down the time here so i make sure to put it in to put the timestamp in then another one this is a solution i proposed from my solutions series that has got one episode in and we'll get there this is looking at a dual certification process rather than reprivatizing the certification having it controlled by the state having a system where you have multiple certifiers on every job and they have to agree on every decision. So you've got twice the people that are checking, you've got twice the people that need to agree. If there's an issue, then it goes to a third party. And every developer could implement this right away for themselves. Sure, there's a little bit extra cost, but that would definitely fill me with a greater level of confidence. What do you think about that idea, guys? Have a look at that video and I'll write the time there down too. So I can link to that in the title card above and let me know what you think. Okay, so let's jump back to the article. We need a building commission, not just a building commissioner. They're calling for our good Greens friends because more bureaucracy is always the solution. Bigger government is always the solution. The report also calls on the government to extend statutory warranties on building defects to a minimum of seven years to allow homeowners to take out comprehensive insurance. Mr. Shortbridge said the government also needed to come up with a proper assistance package for residents affected by flammable cladding, as well as structural issues in their buildings. We had homeowners in tears about the personal, financial and emotional costs that they are facing, he said. Individuals who had bought a home expecting the government had standards in place to make their home safe and fit for purpose, and instead are finding the government has fled the field. Well, they do have the standards in place. That's the thing. There, are, there is legislation in place. We have a building code. Guys, the problem is the way these buildings are procured. You've got a developer putting the pressure on to just flip it, flip it, flip it, get it done quick, quick, quick. You've got people who have a conflict of interest in addressing an issue and raising it and then losing potential work or not and getting away with it. There's, that's the fundamental issue that we have here. Guys, let me know your take in the comments below, please. Labour's John Graham, 
said while the report only touched on the issue of flammable cladding, the issue would be investigated with a further hearing in December. The more we looked at these issues, the more worried we were about the state of apartment building in New South Wales, Mr. Graham said. The most concerning evidence we received was that the building commissioner had advice sitting on the desk of the minister about how to deal with flammable cladding and today this is still not being acted on. It has been in Victoria, it has not been in New South Wales. There is no plan to deal with that and we need a plan to deal with flammable cladding on buildings in New South Wales. So guys, I want to bring to your attention the construction map that is sitting on my website where I'm starting to map out these issues. And right now on the construction map, you can find all of the, well, the leaked information that came out for buildings in New South Wales well, Sydney Council that have had a risk assessment done with regards to cladding. Now the red ones have had no risk assessment done. The green, blue ones are underway. And this was at the time when the data was being released and the yellow ones have had a risk assessment done. And is there, you know, was a fire safety order issued? No, so it's fine. Um, assessment recommendations are known at this stage. So, I mean, guys, have a look, see if your building is there, what the issues are. I wouldn't fret, honestly. Um, most of it can be managed. Most of the risk can be managed. My argument is, okay, the government is restricting access to this information for fear that people will set fires and cause issues. My argument is that the greater risk is accidental, particularly in buildings where people are sleeping, particularly where you have Airbnb, that people need to know about these things. We had an example in Adelaide where people were working in buildings that have flammable cladding issues and they weren't being told by their landlords. You can't trust them. We need to, information needs to be free because that's the one way, hopefully now with our modern technological world, people can get access to it. Guys, let me know what you think. Like, share, and subscribe. If you enjoy my content and want to help me produce more, I do have a Patreon and a Subscribestar where you can make a small monthly donation and it helps support the channel. I have affiliate links for Amazon and eBay where you make a purchase and I receive a small commission. Doesn't cost you a cent. Great way to support the channel if you frequent on those sites. And finally, I have PayPal and a Ether wallet where you can make donations directly. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. And I will see you later. Bye for now.